Hi, welcome to The Bug Plug, a podcast about all things insects, arachnids, arthropods, creepies, and crawlies. I'm Kaylee, and today we're learning about the Picasso bug. I like bugs, clearly. Um, I also really enjoy art. I like to paint, and I love going to art museums. I would go every weekend if I could get my husband to go along with it. I have a handful of favorite artists, many I've come to appreciate in more recent years. One artist, however, I've loved since I was in elementary school. I remember very vividly as like an art history assignment in fifth grade, we had to choose an artist from a list to be the subject of a presentation. Um, So basically you had to like tell about their life and their work and um, that sort of thing. Just like an all around who they are, their work type thing presentation. I can't remember why I chose Picasso. Honestly, I'm not sure if I recognized his name or if I saw his first name was Pablo and thought that's it, that's the guy. Because that's about how my brain worked for a very long period of my life and kind of still does. But the moral of the story is With the report, I fell in love with Picasso's work. His work started my love for like the more abstract and the more weird, and I could spend hours looking at his paintings. All of that to say, when I learned there was a Picasso bug, I was very excited. This week was actually supposed to be about a different topic entirely, but I couldn't wait to talk about this as soon as I could. And yes, the Picasso in the Picasso bug is the same Picasso that I fell in love with at age 10, just to get that right out of the way. So the bug. It's also called the Zulu Hud bug. The Picasso bug is a species of shield-backed bugs. So we've talked about another shield-backed bug. Do you remember the stink bug episode? They were shield-backed bugs as well. It's really hard to say. In fact, the Picasso bug and the stink bug are very closely related. So closely, in fact, that the Picasso bug stinks when it's threatened, just like a stink bug. Isn't that fun? So they're pretty, and they stink. The Picasso bug is an insect, meaning it has the three body parts that all insects have. Do you remember what they are? We've gone over this so many times. Did you say head, abdomen, and thorax? I'm so proud of you. You got it. They have six legs, two wings, and a wing cover that's all in one piece, making them very reluctant flyers. So the one piece is what looks like a shield, and it just sort of, the wings come out from under it. Because they're shield-looking back, they are sometimes mistaken for beetles. In fact, the post I saw about them that started this whole episode called them Picasso beetles. Can you imagine how excited I was to see that there was a Picasso beetle? And then I was a little bit heartbroken when I learned that they weren't in fact beetles, but it's fine, we're here. So they aren't beetles. While we're on their appearance, let's talk about how they got their name. They have distinct and beautiful patterns on their back. The nonsensical but pretty patterns reminded the discoverers of Picasso's work so that's where the name comes from. These patterns are thought to warn predators not to eat them because they are poisonous. The bugs are quite small, 
um, maybe about the size of your little fingernail. One weird thing, not weird, interesting, one interesting thing is that there's no physical difference between the males and the females. When you look at a bright patterned like bug or bird or amphibian or whatever, you expect the male to be the bright, exciting one, but that's not the case here. Both males and females have the patterns, um, and size-wise there's no difference either, which is interesting. These pretty little buggies are found in tropical and subtropical Africa, so think like Cameroon, Ethiopia, Ghana, Zambia, etc. Pausing here for just a second. I learned this week that a lot of people think that Africa is a country. It's not, it's a continent made up of several different countries. Um, another fun fact, I talked in the intro episode about me and my background. Um, I have a degree in biology, but I also have a minor in history. And in part of my history minor, I took a class about um, Africa in the modern world. And it was very interesting. We learned about, you know, sort of what happened in all the different countries because that's wild. Um, I don't usually recommend non-bug things, but the book King Leopold's Ghost talks about um, this Belgian king that essentially took over a part of Africa for um, rubber and how terrible it was and it kind of goes into how Africa was part of this um, colonization movement that we don't really think about when we think about colonization. It's very interesting if you're into that sort of thing. It's called King Leopold's Ghost. Highly recommend, it was great. Okay, getting back to bugs. So they're found in tropical and subtropical African countries because Africa itself is not a country. That was my point. They feed on nectar and other fluids in the plants using their sucking and piercing proboscis. So we talked about what a proboscis is in the monarch episode. Basically, it's like, you know those snow cone straws <laughs> that have, or even like the Capri Sun straws that you poke in and it's kind of sharp on one end, but then you use it as a straw. That's exactly what a proboscis is. <laughs> it pierces and it sucks. Um, but unlike the Capri Sun straw, it's their mouth part. It's very cool. These bugs are not harmful to people, but I did say they're poisonous, so keep them out of your mouth, which is true of most things that we talk about. Keep bugs out of your mouth, unless they're a food source, which is a different thing that we will get into in a different episode. But as a whole, if you see a bug outside, keep it out of your mouth. They're often used for things like jewelry and decor since they're very pretty and each one has a unique pattern. They are not endangered, but with the way some people are harvesting them, I mean, it's possible for their numbers to decline in coming years. That's not to sound fear-mongering or anything, just based on behaviors that I found while researching. I mean, their population isn't huge to begin with. They're found in a very isolated place and people are harvesting them like crazy. In my research, I couldn't find out for sure how long they live. I only put that in to say I'm not sure that they'll pet, 
I know that eggs are laid on leaves, and once they hatch, it takes about two months to reach adulthood, but really I saw nothing past that. So if you want one as a pet, first of all, I'm not sure you could get one short of going to Africa. I found zero sellers online, so you'd have to go to Africa, um, which would be a fun trip. Maybe not just to get a beetle, but you know, it'd be a fun trip. I'd say leave this one in its natural habitat and just look at the pretty pictures of it online or, you know, on our Instagram page, at BugPlugPod if you're not following us. So let's recap and close this one out. First of all, you learned that I'm a very cultured bug lover. Uh, the Picasso bug is a close relative to the stink bug and it stinks just like its cousin. The Picasso bug is mistaken for a beetle, but it is not. They are very pretty. Um, they're only found in one specific environment type in Africa, so they're not very well spread out, um, which is different than most bugs we talk about here, where, you know, they're found in the United States and kind of all over the place. The last time we talked about a bug that is isolated like this was when we did our endangered grasshoppers episode. So that's kind of interesting. They're not they're not well spread out. They're in one little area. Um, did I say they're so pretty? Because they're so pretty. All right. Thank you so much for learning with me today. I'll see you next week here on the Bug Plug Podcast. Mm-hmm.